What's up, everybody? This Yo. is Aaron Daly, and I'm sitting here with the great and wonderful Wayne Winter. Nah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love that type of introduction. There you go. There you go. The great, the wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I like that. You, got, like, you let like that, that go to your head yeah. real too quick. Oh, yeah, was that too quick? Yeah. That, that, you should have like said it, no, no, no. Yeah, that's no, how you should have said it. But it sounded right. No, it, it sounded like, why that makes sense? Yeah. You know, what? you know what? I agree with you. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm that's, gonna, you know, yeah. we are here on a monumental day. Okay. It's monumental. Okay. What makes it monumental? Because this Sunday, last Sunday, you announced some big changes for yeah. Redemption Alhambra. Yeah, a lot of them. We've yeah. been in a big season of change, haven't we? Yeah, we've been in a massive season of change, a big one. So I'm going to let you answer this question. Okay. Give an overview of what this change actually is. What are these big changes? That Redemption Alhambra Church is going through. Give us a few changes. Well, I mean, we've, for starters, what you just said just now, Redemption Alhambra Church. We've been Redemption Alhambra Church for like 10 years. 10 now. years exactly. 10 years exactly. Yes. It is interesting because Redemption Church is one church in 10 locations. Right. We've been a part of Redemption Church for the last 10 years years it's been incredible but that's coming to an end that's and we're no longer end. a part of the redemption family of churches we're, we're no longer a part of, of that so that's a massive that's massive a big change. change that's a big change so let me re rewind a little bit okay. before it was redemption alhambra uh-huh we were we planted the church uh -huh. in 2002 that's a long time ago wow yeah a long yes. time ago we planted what was called new generation at the time. Then years later, we replanted as God did massive changes in our life, uh -huh. theologically, philosophically called Life Connection Church. Life Connection Church took root and grew. That's actually how me and you met right. through Life Connection uh, yeah. Church. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's actually how me and you met. Uh -huh. And uh, you started coming around. There was all kinds of things that took place there. Yeah. A great season as the Lord kind of connected our hearts through Surge Network uh -huh. with a group of churches that were becoming Redemption Church. Uh, we were the seventh church that was kind of adopted into the family, but we were one of the only ones uh -huh. that was adopted in, not planted out of. Right. Which right. is significant, yeah. don't you think? When a, when a family adopts uh, a grown child yeah. into that family, that's good. there's point. been a lot of shaping that's happened already mm -hmm. with that um, with that grown child, um, they're, and, and they're bringing a lot of different things into the family as well. And what we did bring in was we were one of the only at the time um, diverse communities. Yeah. Specifically focused on, let's say, inner city communities. Yeah. And so Redemption was trying to expand into those areas and get into communities that they were not familiar with. And so it seemed like a, a great fit. Right, right, us. yeah. One of the things our origin story does start playing into it. Over time, as we connected with the leaders of that time, leaders started to transition. Right, Changes right. started to be happening. Yes. There were tensions around race issues. There right. were tensions around 
uh, philosophical realities. Yeah. And we were working through all of those things. I mean, yeah. any relationships, there's there's tension. Right. I mean, th- if anything that we've learned along the way, as we uh, already had a heart and, and mind for reconciliation right. and diversity and things like that, if there's one thing that we learned and we was seeing is that that takes patience that takes uh um mutual death that takes um a lot of um walking slower because you value those things so um we was also we was being discipled in what it takes to live into the things that we really wanted to live into even more so uh by being into into something that was in 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 some ways foreign to us that's right so every congregation, because there's 10 of them, have their own stories. Right. Um, but for us, we did not expect this to happen. It was not something we were predicting would take no, place. No, not at all. We were all in on kind of the redemption family of churches. And then that came to a head last year around some other tensions. And we were kind of working through those pieces. And as congregations were experiencing the restructure and there's a lot of changes that are taking place, it started to be clear around a few points for us that the Lord was calling us to move into something else. Yeah. And uh, now at this place, um, all the redemption congregations are becoming independent churches. Some are staying in a network. Yes. Uh, us, we're starting and launching a new fellowship of churches. One is becoming their own independent congregation. So they're all restructuring in different ways. And we say all of that to say, even despite any tensions or any realities that came there, I, I sense that God is the one who yes. is moving all of us. And we we pray for and we love all of the other redemption churches and absolutely the new Ironwood Church that's launching yes. the fellowship. And we're absolutely. praying that uh a spirit of of reconciliation and life can come yeah yeah i mean it's beautiful because we even though there's 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 the tension of um the change we are so confident that god was in every every last every year all the 10 years god was doing much and the same God that was bringing us in is the same God that's also bringing us out Amen. and continuing His mission, because it's His church. He's doing what He's He's doing, and we're learning to submit into Him and and trust Him in what He's doing. So, I we say all of that because many of you who are listening to this podcast already have heard some of this story. Right. We've read it to our members. We've walked through a long process. It's been announced to the public, so we're not saying anything new. But what we are showing is that we were a church before we were a part of redemption with very similar values and ethos around these ideas of the gospel bringing a community together of diverse people, black, white, which is a a part of our story that even us becoming co-lead pastors is saying, you know, it doesn't reflect our community well if Aaron, a white man, is the the face of our community because it doesn't represent our community and it doesn't represent the vision that God has for this church. And so even us becoming co-lead was a a vision move. It was was a movement toward embodying what we believe the gospel was It was intentional and missional. 
Right, you know, we're looking at where we want to go, and we're thinking about what are what are ways to embody that, um, even at at the at the highest level yeah. of embodying that, not just talking it, but living into it. Yep. Yes, we are both burdened to make sure that as we make these decisions, we're not just reacting to hard things. Yes, right, because even as us co-leading, it hasn't been just the easiest thing in the world it has been fun it's been a lot of joy and experience but we've had yeah natural relational communal tensions yes. not it's not an easy thing yes to pastor together to 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 pastor in a community of a bunch of different people to pastor with elders and church mothers yes, who are all yes. different. So it's the tensions in a community that's diverse is very, it's just common. It's, 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 it's common. I yes. think a lot of times people want to do everything they can to escape the, the tensions. Yes. But that's not a, 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 a honest reality. Instead, we're called to die to self trust the spirit of god to lead us on how we navigate and live inside those tensions bearing witness inside of the tensions because the tensions will be here until christ comes and returns that's, that's right bearing witness inside of the tensions, yes which is a huge key because the way you walk through the tensions actually show what you believe about the gospel right what you believe about one another what you believe about reconciliation and so today, as we announce even some more changes, ex exciting things exciting. have taken a lot of time to pray, to think through, to, con to consult with our community, yes. and to really discern what would God be giving to us as a name to embody right. what God has for us moving forward into the future. Yes. Um, and so as we're moving out of Redemption Church, we're announcing our new name. Now on Sunday, you gave a full sermon. There's all kinds of things. So they can go online and listen to that sermon. Uh, but why don't you give on this podcast, what's the name of the new upcoming well, church well i mean even before mentioning okay name, all right, right? Ooh, you're adding to the suspense <laughs> <laughs> no well the thing the thing is anyone that comes after a while you realize there's a lot of oddball people that come go on. to our church <laughs> a lot of like a lot welcome, of welcome, welcome welcome to our church welcome the church of right? the oddballs is the, that what you're saying hey hey <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, hey. I love that. Yeah, I love, I lo that. I love that. You count know what me saying? in. Count me count in. Count me in. Yeah. Count me in because because they find a home. Right. And they find brought in and they find themselves loved. As a part of a family. As a part of a family. That's right. You know? And so what I had the opportunity to to to, to announce on on Sunday was that as we sit back and we look. We realize that this is a family that's knit together by love. Mm -hmm. Love, love is what was was leading all these different kinds of people in to come and fellowship around Jesus. That's so good. Who is and love? Who is love? That's who right. is love? Who is called love? As a matter of fact, he is called the beloved son. That's right. And this beloved son is is creating a community and 
what we announced on Sunday was that the name of our church would be the beloved community. I love that. The beloved community, right? A place where everyone can find home. A place where everyone can find belonging. Yes. Find that like you are beloved here. Yes. You're beloved here. Why? Because we are centered around the beloved son yes. who is building a community of love. Right? So why not name ourselves the beloved community? Right? I because it's about who we are in communion with, who we are in community with, who and when we study Jesus, we see him uh, going and, 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 and inviting all the oddballs yep. to be in community with Come him. Come on, man. Right? And, and, and we all feel that way. We That's feel right. invited in. We feel loved, right? That we get to have this community of love. So let's start with the obvious. One. Okay. The obvious one is there is a lot of scripture around this word beloved or beloved yeah uh, i don't however someone says it it's yeah. potato potatoes at this point <laughs> <laughs> i say beloved others say beloved yeah we say beloved yeah, like beloved exactly <laughs> you know? um, but this beloved or beloved community it's rooted in the father speaking to the son you yes. mentioned to that yes this is my beloved son my yes. beloved son Yes. In whom I'm well pleased. Yes. Before Jesus did any ministry, he was called beloved. Yes. The belovedness between the Father and the Son is the inspiration by which Jesus goes to people the world wouldn't call right. beloved. And he calls them things they would never call themselves. Right. He calls them his beloved people. Now, moving beyond into that, how that shaped churches being formed, you see the apostolic writers often opening their letters uh -huh. by calling the community beloved children. Yes. Particularly John. Yes. John yes. loved to use that term of, of affection, calling them beloved people over and over and over again. It is all throughout the apostolic writings and that identity marker is so profound that when you hear it you it's hard even just on a on a shallow surface level it's hard not to sense something when you hear the type when you hear it beloved you know? it, it, it's, it's 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 so hard not to you hear it and you just feel drawn in yeah you feel drawn in you you like what me i'm beloved yeah i'm yeah. beloved yes me like yes you yep that's so yes good. you you are loved you are loved and and and, and we want to embody that we want to commune around that we want to fellowship around that and before you even do anything to be loved, right right like god's done right. the work and he's called you there's, there's such a gospel reality to that yes but then it also shapes the way you see other people when you're a part of a beloved community not only are you loved you have to look at the people around you who you mm. might be at war yes. with, who you yes. might be at yes. war with yes and make them image bearers of god you have to be able to look at people and say <laughs> they're beloved so it right. shapes the way the community treats each other or yes should treat each other right right so let me ask you this even right. in as being in beloved community for some time we talked about tensions mm -hmm. from the very beginning but if tensions are a normal part of beloved community 
if we don't have love as the foundation of the thing that's holding us together, how could you, you, I'm talking to Wayne, okay, be able to navigate through the diversity, the tensions, the cultural differences if love was not the foundation? I mean, you ask a question like that, and I don't even know how to answer something <laughs> like that. Right? Be- 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 because love provides mm. a vehicle yeah. um, to-, to navigate the tensions. Love provides um, hope in the yeah. midst of the tensions. Mm-hmm. Um, love, love provides identity inside of the tensions. That's really like good. I am loved. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what I'm feeling over here, here's what I know: I'm loved. And and and, and it's, it's that constant reminder that constantly brings hope to the distressed. That's good, man. Right? The 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 the, the reminder of you are actually loved. You don't need to find a way to get to being loved. You don't need to perform to be loved. You are loved because who you are grafted into is the beloved. Yeah. Right? I love you're, that. you're grafted into the beloved. So there's there would be no way for me to navigate the tensions. Yep. If there wasn't a love that is rooted in God himself. Yeah. Right? Not just a love that's rooted in man, but a love that's rooted in God and embodied through other people that find themselves also beloved because the thing is when you are when you are loved you love yeah when you are loved you love right that's a key that's a key I mean that's yep. that's what it is. It, it flows out. Of it, you. it flows. It flows out of you. You know that you are loved. You're not trying to earn it. You know that you are. So it frees you up to be it. Because love is so deep inside of you. Yes. That it has to come. It out. has to come out. It has to come out. Yes. And that's where that's where this beloved community concept becomes so real. I've watched you over the years that we've been in ministry together face extreme levels of personal attack uh things that have come against you for very very racist reasons things that have come against you because of uh you haven't had maybe the educational like access that other people had you came into the game of christianity late there's all (laughs) kinds of things that people would judge you by and in those unfair attacks, my way, and I get a little bit angry, but I've watched you, mm. I've watched you with patience and kindness and self-control, love. Yes. Navigate through those kinds of things. So not only have I heard you talk about it, I've witnessed you express the love of God. And I've heard you over and over again talk about ways that if you did not have love and the love of God within you, then this calling to pastor in diverse community couldn't even, it couldn't exist. It couldn't exist, man. Right. I mean, the love that I experience, yes. it allows me to rest, mm. right? Because when, you, when you're not experiencing that love what you feel is that you need to do other things you need to do this you need to work and you need to do this but you don't and you can't really rest and just let love emanate from you right but when you are in a community of people 
that that love you intrinsically. Yep. Right. That loves you not for on what you can bring and not what, but the fact that you were created in the image and likeness of their that. God, who Ooh. is the beloved, and they see Him inside of you, right? And and, and part of loving you is part of loving him that's right right and that frees you up to love and like love and kind even when the tensions come it's like okay but that tensions came on a bed of love that's right right the love was the context in the background despite the tension despite the brokenness the love is is there that's what i can say that i've experienced i've experienced an abundance of love that that opens up my heart to be able to love as well so if death is at the center of love because of the gospel we see that christ's death is at the center of his love towards us that we know that because of his death and resurrection christ loves us we also expect our death in loving community yes we also expect that we are going to have to die to self and that in the dying of self we experience resurrected love we experience some love that only comes because of the gospel so by this people will know Mm -hmm. that we are his by our love for one yes yes the dna of the people of god is a beloved community and so this so much rooted in scripture, but now I'm going to force us to move and see how church history yeah. has kind of shaped a little bit of how we, how we have gotten to this name also. Yeah. So an interesting story, me and you have for a long time ran in, I'll just say circles of diverse churches, a right. lot of black and brown leaders yeah. planting in impoverished communities. We teach seminary classes or do trainings or whatever it's we're in those those communities and in those circles one of the things that became very familiar to me as we were going through those circles is a lot of preachers mm-hmm. would talk about beloved community it is a common term in that kind of realm and circle as i started to hear it over and over again i started looking up things about it was over the years And I found out that a lot of that term was rooted in the civil rights era. Yes. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. heard it from a guy by the name of Josiah Royce, who in that time was kind of using this MLK. He popularized it. Yes. I mean, there is a ton of quotes from MLK around beloved community i mean there's a ton yes right you could go google search and there's a ton (laughs) and there's a ton ton on this beloved community when did you start becoming familiar with that term i i I think i started coming familiar with the term for me back in the 80s okay um i was i was really really young and um and i'm learning more about mlk and things like that and i started seeing more of this um, this term that was being used to like the, the the description was was talking about like this was the thing that kept them going kept them when they went through the tensions yes the beloved community yes the beloved community would come together when it, all the things that you would see that was happening inside the background it was the beloved community the community of believers that was like listen we will drive to work together we'll do this we'll do that we're going to give to, to make sure everything was taken care of and it was also 
a, a, a call to Christians to live into Come what on. it means to be yep. the beloved community in the midst of all the injustice that was going on. Yeah, the injustice. It's like we're supposed to be the beloved community. We should. We, people should be able to run to us for for covering. Run to us. To, the beloved community cares about justice. It cares yeah. about seeing um, those that are in poverty healed. They, it, it cares about restoration, restorative efforts, and stuff. You know. And so I'm hearing this, and and as as I'm studying and I'm reading and I'm learning more, but more and more about it, and then you start to understand like. He's getting this from scripture. Yeah, that is so key because this was not the only way to fight injustice during the civil rights. No, no, no. There was other things that was going on. (laughs) Right. I mean, what you'll see, like there was like two major ways to fight injustice during that time. True. You know, what what were the markers of those ways? I mean, one of those ways was like, hey, pack your gats. We about to go to war, (laughs) you know, because we're sick and tired. Pick pick up the the gun, pick up. Yeah. and, and to be and to be honest, it's very understandable what happens when people feel hope is gone. Yep. You start to feel hope is gone, and that what you feel is it's that I gotta do it myself. That's right. Right. So listen, I have no more hope. I'm gonna pick up the gats. I'm gonna pick up the guns. We're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. But but King was coming from a different perspective. Like, love is what's gonna keep us. Love is what's gonna want to guide us. We're not going to give in to the violence that's being put towards us because we represent the beloved community. They're not going to fight violence with violence. No. Both of them was actually fighting, but it wasn't seen like that. There you go. Both of them was actually fighting, but one was fighting the way the world would fight. Right. While the other was fighting the way Christ fought and saying, like, I'm... uh, Love is going to keep us. Love is going to guide us. We're not going to fight evil with evil, even though it's very tempting. And laying their life down. Yes. I mean, they were fighting and they were putting themselves on the front line, but in such a way to lay their own lives down. Right. And and it's hard not to see the gospel in that. It, it really does confound me. Just look at his embodiment and his message. I'm not saying he was a perfect man. Right. There is not I'm not deifying him. But when you see what Christ did in this in this movement, it's hard not to see the ways of love being the forefront of how they were trying to pick up love as a weapon. Love as as power. Let me let me tell you. At that time, for me, um, when I was first learning about this, right. I did not see it like that. Right. I didn't. I didn't see it like that at all. Uh, when I was first learning about this, it, it, it felt more like cowardice to me. It felt more like, 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 what? What are you doing? Can you give context to that? Because this is important. Right. Right. Well, you know, as 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 a, as a young African American. Um, trying to understand what I'm seeing as I'm studying um, the, the like the two major figures of, of that particular time um, between um, King and X, yep. and, and 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 I gravitated towards X. Yep, that's where I gravitated towards because I was one of those people that had lost hope. Yep, uh, I didn't have hope in. In the church, but I didn't understand the church though. At the same time, I didn't understand the the heart and mission of the church. 
um, what I did understand was the pain. Come on. I understand the brokenness that I was seeing inside of my the neighborhood. Injustice. I was understanding the injustice. I was experiencing the injustice. Yes, you were. And there wasn't a sense of like to me, it was foolishness. It was foolishness to 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 not pick up arms yep. and 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 fight the way they fought because in my understanding they'll just mow you down right but as you become more as you become a believer that's when you start to understand what king is doing that's right why he's doing it that way and that's why i believe that um the movement went so much further with him and what was being done and the laws that would end up changing inside the land and different things was because there was a different thing framing how he would fight. He was for sure fighting. That's right. But that's just not what I was seeing at that time. As a non-believer, I was not able to see the heart of love that was actually um, a tool that was being used as a weapon to fight against right. evil. I wasn't being. I wasn't able to see that. In our day and age, right now, anybody who talks about injustice is labeled. So was King, yeah. and so were many in in every era who preached the gospel but cared about injustice in the world. And in our day and age, it's happened to us multiple times. If you even mention injustice in any way that's happening systemically or in any way across our world, you are labeled something and that you should just preach the gospel, period. Right. And when that takes place, what it does is it makes the gospel only word only yes you're only preaching yes, yes. A, a story or a message with no demand for that gospel to be embodied you've said this word multiple times just in this podcast what becomes most confusing for those who are being oppressed or who are facing injustice is a church that only preaches reconciliation but does not embody in love a mm -hmm. community that would be willing to face injustice at the cost of their own life. Right. And when Christ comes to bring salvation, he is preaching liberty mm. to the captives. Yes. The spirit of the Lord is upon him and he's, he's coming to bring salvation to those who are in bondage. There is a very... Uh, systemic con confrontation that happens when Christ comes to forgive and heal and restore and bring uh, bring the low places up and the the high places down. Yes, that the work of Christ is is both word and deed. And something that is very important to both me and you is that this message of love not just be a a sermon. And and, and for me as a non-believer. Uh, growing growing up it made me suspicious it yeah. made me suspicious of the church yeah. like i do they actually believe what they're saying right and i i, I and, and and came to the point where i came to the conclusion like they don't it's just a tool to manipulate and control there you go because otherwise they would be living into this as well what you reach for in the midst of injustice or what you reach for when you're fighting power shows what you think has power so if you reach for the sword you think the sword has power if you reach for the gun you think that if you reach for money you think money has power if you what what you reach for yes in the midst of fighting injustice yeah shows what you think has power that is so true and 
most Christians don't believe love actually has power. No, they, no, they no, because no. they don't see the power of the gospel. No, they don't see like that's why Jesus was rejected when he came into the world. He came into the world. They thought he was going to come with a sword. They thought he was going to come with money. They thought he was going to come with position or power. But he comes as a as a baby on the road to death with the power of love. I mean, he is love. And he comes. And then you see Peter even reaching for a sword in the face of like in the face of power struggle at when he's going to the cross. And he goes, he heals the man and tells Peter to put the sword away that that's not right. what is powerful right. it's not by might it's not by power it's by the spirit so there's a a foolishness that yes, you express exactly when people see a beloved community reach for love in the face of hate yeah. and that that right there changes away that's why it's so hard when you get slapped in the cheek right to turn the other cheek right and right, not right. reach for your your strength you right know? right right i mean all of this has to do with embodiment yes it has to do with embodiment you know i almost sunday i was talking about this, this text from isaiah what talks about uh the this this, this servant that was gonna come and bring justice to the nations. Right. He's gonna come, he's gonna bring justice to the nations. And, and inside of your mind, when you think about that, you think about someone riding in on this horse and and slaying and, 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 and like he's coming, he's bringing justice. And, and, and it's prophesied already back in Isaiah. And in the book of Matthew, Matthew is watching Jesus. Mm. And Matthew is like, yo, it's happening right in front of my face. He's coming and he's carrying in justice and you look at what he's talking about jesus is healing the sick that's right he is slowing down and Come he's seeing on, the unseen yep and matthew is articulating that as jesus bringing justice right jesus is like i'm not gonna get caught up in the debates i'm not gonna get caught up inside of the arguments and matthew sees that as the fulfillment of of isaiah where he says he's not gonna quarrel wow, he's just gonna go do it it. And it's like I don't care what y'all think. I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah, you know. And and, and Matthew was looking, at, and it, I'm and I'm always blown away because of how things are actually fulfilled yeah. when it comes to Jesus, right? And these are powerful things. Matthew was blown away about by it, and he sees this fulfillment. But the fulfillment is healing the sick. Not getting caught up inside the debates on whether or not I should heal them or whether or not I shouldn't yeah. heal them. They need to be seen. They need to be heard. And it was giving the people hope. So they was following him around. Yeah. Right? Those people are being seen and being treated like image bearers. But before they was being treated less than animals. Oh. Right? And 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 it, it gives this beautiful display that justice runs deeper than we think. Right, it runs deeper than, but it always has to be embodied in love. In love. Who in love. cares if you do works of justice if you don't have love? If you, you don't, don't have, have love, nothing. yeah, yeah, it's a Who different thing. Who cares if you give all your money it's away? It's a different thing. If you don't thing. have love, it doesn't matter, you know. And and these these kinds of things you see all throughout Scripture. Yes. Okay, so here's what I'm hearing. Okay. As we've gone through this podcast together, at a foundational level, mm. the beloved community is so rooted in the nature of God his love for us personally, his love for us communally, and the outflow of our love for one another. It's so rooted in scripture. You can't get away from it. 
So to have a name like Beloved Community at a foundational level, even if people don't know some of the church history of it, yes, it just it feels right. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you know you're right. I mean? It does. And, and it I does. love that. I love how it makes me feel. I love the sense of invitedness that's there. And so to be called Beloved Community is kind of aligning our identity with what the Father already calls us. Or Already. Yeah. We're basically just saying a community of people that live into love. Yes. That embody love. Yes. That live into love in sacrificial ways because they've been brought into love. Yes. Right? That's what Ephesians says. Ephesians says that, that, that we have been brought into the beloved where all these blessings are put on to us and given to us and there's a community that's built that's centered around jesus so it's a community of people living into love yes living in intangible ways not just talking about love mentioning it here and there it's not like all oh, the feely stuff that's inside the yeah. air and, and 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 left there but it's the embodiment of it at your own expense beautiful number two is it's rooted in something we really care about. Uh, a community that in the face of injustice decides to pick up love. Yes. As, yes. as the most powerful weapon that God has given to us to fight hate. The love destroys it. It, it, it crushes it. But it, it seems in so many ways weak in this world, but it, it's the most powerful thing. There's church history that we have learned from, gleaned from, and communities that have, in the face of injustice, leaned into love. And there's things online like the 25 traits of a beloved community. Some of those are, uh, they offer radical hospitality to everyone. They recognize and honor the image of God in every human being. They exhibit personal authenticity, true respect and validation of others. They recognize and affirm differences they listen uh, with their hearts they foster empathy they tolerate ambiguity which i love that one they realize there's no clear-cut answers they acknowledge conflict and pain in order to work through difficult situations they speak the truth in love Uh, there's like 25 things that we're going to take from church history and we're going to contextualize it rewrite it for our community and who we are um it's just so so many things one raft right after another besides the fact when we put it out there to our whole community there was not one person who didn't have an emotional and deep powerful reaction to like wow I, I, some of my favorite stories are people going that's the word i think of when i'm in centering right, right. that god brings me back to the beloved yes. Uh, this they understood the the history of it and so they're like wow this is so cool to kind of be rooted in church right. everyone who has heard it there's been community confirmation there's been ongoing like excitement around this idea and we both kind of recognize this and here's where i think we'll end the podcast okay with taking on a name like beloved community there's a bit of a danger that comes with that and here's what i mean the name we should take seriously right for a few reasons we should not be happy to have a name so rich and so profound without embodying it right we should take seriously uh as a community what it would look like to live into what it means to be a beloved community and it should 
it should not only excite us, but it should give us some challenge. Yes. That when we face things as a community, tensions, struggles, problems, we should we should look to love. That's where we should look. Yes. And it should really encourage us. As you take this name on, as we, the community, take this name on pastorally, what, what comes to your mind? Well, I think the challenge is, is, is being able to recognize and realize that you can't just say the word beloved mm. community. You have to live into it. But living into it is messy at times. There you go. It's, 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 it's living into it uh, is going to require you put on flesh like Jesus. Yep. Living into it is going to be require that oftentimes you be misunderstood mm. like Jesus. Living into it means that sometimes you're going to get into conflict with the religious leaders of your day mm. like Jesus. Living into it is going to mean sometimes you won't be popular. Like Jesus wasn't living into it means sometimes you're going to have to be sprawled out and killed. Why? Because you're embodying love. You're embodying love and and and, and it's worth it. Mm. Right? All of this is like we can't just have we can't just think, oh, I'm is I'm just gonna call myself beloved, but I'm not gonna get myself dirty by trying to go into the trenches. And, and, and show that person that you are loved. I remember there was a, a group of guys outside inside the parking lot. Um, um, most of them were uh, either homeless or just mm-hmm. staying on the streets. And 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 and, and 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 I really wanted them just to know, like, man, you know, God loves you. And I would see this group all the time and stuff, right? And 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 some of them was, you know. They, they they look like questionable characters mm. You know But this what means like going up to them Despite that and stuff And I remember one time going up And, and sharing the fact that They were loved Wow Right And 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 I remember one This distinct remember This one Just hearing the fact that Someone would take out of their time And come to remind them And sit with them not just like come say drive by sit with them right here's some food i'm just hanging out chopping it up with them and stuff you are loved but to hear that they was loved to know that they was loved to feel that because that that warmth stirred one of them to just get up like yo mm. do you not hear remember do you not hear what they what he's saying god loves us and this person it, it, it was almost like the I'm, I'm sure he heard it before but it was almost like it hit him it hit him it hit him differently and and, 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 it, and that just means much so the tension is just to talk about it but not allow yourself to get to dirty. because of the world we live in here's mm-hmm. what i hear you saying we have a romanticized view of love. right i mean we have right. so many songs more songs written about love than any other song there's more poetry written about love than any but no one knows it because a lot of people have love as a feeling or a romanticized sense of it. Yes. And so if they don't feel, just feel love and they get in a beloved community that's messy, then they go, well, this can't be love, you know? (laughs) And and, and they don't have a real Christ-centered, that love does not define God. God defines love because God is 
love. Yes. So if we don't look to Christ, which is what you keep saying over and over again, we won't know love. No. We won't know love by a romanticized feeling. What we're going to know it by is through the revelation of Christ. Yes. Through his beloved. Yes. We, we want to thank you for listening to a 50-minute podcast about a name of, of a church. But we think it's important enough yes. to, for you to do a deep dive on why did we pick this name. It wasn't just a random. random. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, wasn't it wasn't that. No, it was prayed no. through. It was confirmed through community. It's rooted in scripture. It's rooted in church history. Yes. It's rooted in a, in, in a community in love facing injustice. It's rooted in all the things that we as a people want to be. And, and it just became so clear to us. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another. Mm. For love is from God. And whoever loves is born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And you can just hear in those two verses how being the beloved community shows that you're born of God. Yes. Shows that he's your father. And we become a family because we have the same DNA of love that's flowing through us and is going to keep us together even in the midst of a mess with yes. all of our differences. Yes. With all of our uniquenesses. Yes. With all of our diversity. Yes. We are equal image bearers of God. Uh-huh. Called to live as one people in love. And uh, so that's we're incredible. just asking people trust love prioritize unity be a people who long for not just word preaching although that's powerful yes say yeah, it absolutely preach it. <laughs> absolutely but live it yes but Embody live it. it in flesh let, let love shape you and let god shape others through the love that he's put inside of you right and and and, and live into that thing that's what we're called into um, that's why we're saved. That's why we're believers because he first loved us Beautiful. and then called us to be a part of that beloved community, which was already there the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. That's you get right. to be a part of this beloved community, but you're going to have to live into that. I love it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can share it with people. Um, you can also go back and listen to the sermon that Pastor Wayne preached on uh, December the 3rd and of 2023 <laughs> and you can go back and listen to that one he's going to share more in detail preach announce it there's all kinds of exciting things on that also be invited into this community we would love for you to be a part of our family and if you have any questions uh then then let us know but be in prayer be, be in, in prayer. prayer for us yes um as we make some other bigger changes too i mean that we probably yep. need to announce through more podcast forms we're, yep. we're we're making some big changes within the structure of our community so that we can facilitate what it means to be a beloved beloved community, community. yeah That's we it. love you all god love bless you, you. peace